0: Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters Media Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, welcome in, everybody. So glad to see you. It's Friday, which means, of course, you're getting another dose of Mr. America, the beard of truth. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm seeing so many more people able to hop on and being excited about catching us out live on the new 2 p.m. Uh, on Friday schedule. So I'm excited you guys are here joining in for today. I've got a hell of a show for you guys. I've got I've got a duo, a, an unstoppable duo, a duo that has changed their community and is changing the way that we look at politics around the country. Um, of course, speaking of none other than uh, Elizabeth Coquillard, not what Spike and Matt call her. Not not dropping names, but uh. <laughs> Uh and also, of course, the one and only Will Henry. Um, so they're gonna be talking today about how to take your keyboard actions and bring them to the real world to make some serious change. So I'm so incredibly excited for today's conversation. But before we get there, let me say a couple thank yous. Thank you, of course, to each and every one of you guys who are watching this live, whether you guys are watching this on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Float, Odyssey, wherever you're watching the stream, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for interacting with the video, liking it, hearting it, giving it that good old care react, which we are notorious for. Thank you so much for those. Uh, thank you for the comments for reacting to each other's comments, helping us pop up in other people's feeds. Thank you so much for that. Or if you're catching us later on your podcast app, any of your favorite podcast apps, thank you so much. And of course you can catch this show live every Friday at 2 PM. We'll throw in a couple extra episodes here and there as they come up. Um, Thank you, of course, to Matt and Spike, which I was going to have a picture ready for you guys on that one, but I don't have it. Uh, I got called Mr. Stretch Arms for that one. Uh, next week's episode, I promise you. Uh, thank you for Matt and Spike for giving me a platform to come out here to talk about issues and to talk about libertarianism and bringing that into your life. Uh, thank you to uh, Brian, Lam- Brian Scott Lambrick. I almost missed the middle name there. It's very important. Brian Scott Lambrick and Jenny for the intro music or the introduction. And thank you, of course, to Nate Luke for the hold music bringing us in here. But of course I got to give a big extra shout out for those people who have been to anchorfm Dot slash muddied waters slash subscribe, because those are the people that are really helping out the muddy teams by giving up two lattes a month. They're here helping out this team continue to grow, to be able to, to raise money, to, to buy new equipment. So you guys can see this pretty face and higher definition. I don't know if I should call it pretty. To be able to to go to different uh, conventions, to be able to make it as possible, it's by your guys' help. So if you guys have not already, head on over to anchor.fm slash Waters slash subscribe. You guys will also be getting last week's episode of Muddied Murica. So exclusive content there. You'll also be able to get in on the monthly Zoom calls with Matt and Spike and myself when I can get on them. Of course, you can head on over to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store where you can buy your merch and, and rep muddy waters media everywhere you go and thank you of course to defy the power one of the new sponsors here on this show uh if you guys are looking to keep things cold keep things warm whatever it is you could keep your drinks cold or warm and or whatever room temperature you put it in at um head on over to defy the power you can have whatever you want on these things it's amazing it's beautiful they have pictures on the bottom you will, if this will be a conversation starter for anywhere and everywhere that you bring them. Also a big shout out and a thank you to Kelsey Lion Designs. If you're a candidate, if you're a business owner, if you're just looking to have a, an event coming up and you need uh, graphic designs, logos, brandings, business cards, whatever your needs are, Kelsey Lion Designs will help elevate your uh, events, your business, whatever it is, and take you to the next level. So head on over to KelseyLionDesigns.com Use the code Muddied Waters. She'll give you a nice discount. And I promise you, you won't regret it. Also, big shout out for a Nug of Knowledge. If you're looking to get that those nugs and, and have some knowledge, have some peace and have a good time with it, head on over to nugocknowledge.com. Use the code Bearded Truth. You'll get 10% off. And trust me, you're not going to regret whatever it is that you get. And I promised you guys, if you guys go on my Twitter account, which we just hit a 1,000 followers over there. Thank you to everyone who has followed. But I dropped a little hint that something else is coming up. We have a brand new piece of merch coming out. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just beautiful? If you want to get a part of this, if you want one of these, we are going to be holding a, 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 a raffle coming up and by raffle i don't mean you have to pay to go into it but it will be based on the subscribers um they on anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe if you guys want to be a part of this if you guys want to have a chance at getting your own mr America, the bearded truth tumblr you gotta head over there and get over there soon um so we'll be holding that in about a month's time so you got a little time to collect those ten dollars to give up two lattes um but trust me you're not going to regret it and I think we've gone through them all. I think I've gotten the thank yous out. Thank you guys again for being here. Um, but of course, thank you to Liz and Will for hopping in here today. How's it going, guys?
2: Good. How are hey, you? Jason.
0: Good. I'm. I'm sorry that the intro takes so long. You know how libertarians are. We we can't keep it short and see short and sweet.
1: We right. gotta support the sponsors.
0: Oh yeah. So. Speaking of support, so today we're talking a little bit about Activision, or Activism. <laughs> um, activism is so incredibly important for because that's how we've changed culture. That's how we've changed legislation. That's how we've challenged legislation and challenged the culture. Uh, I know you guys are personally involved in, in something going on right now, um, but before we dive into the intricacies of sticking your neck out in, in a, a very calculated manner. Um, I want to know from you guys, um, will, we had you on just recently, Liz, this is your, your first time coming on the Mr. Beard True Show. Welcome of course for that. Uh, but I want to know where did your guys' act, where did you guys come from being informed to becoming an activist? And, and if you guys could talk about it, um, your mindset and, and everything through that.
2: Uh, well, I wasn't really, um, politically active until 2020, but, um, I do believe that I, um, got a lot of my volunteer work uh, from my parents and uh, what they did in the community. My my mom ran Girl Scouts and uh, showed us the importance of helping people and to always thinking of other people um, and ha- how, you know, the things you do affect other people around you. And, you know, my dad was just always there for, you know, neighbors and families and friends and the ways that he could do things. He was a doer, you know, he would just show up and mow a yard or, or, uh, you know, uh deliver groceries in the snow on a a four-wheeler that kind of thing you know so I really was more geared towards volunteerism um, and growing up in the church Uh, but in 2020 the pandemic hit and my job was taken away from me I wasn't able to make any money Um, I was I was trying to figure out how to feed my kids Um, I had a daughter who couldn't get the medical services she needed for her um, hearing loss. Uh, it was just it impacted our lives in so many ways. And uh, so that's kind of where I was like, OK, I need to do something, you know, that something needs to be done. And uh, so I got involved in um, Donald Rainwater's campaign in 2020 and Will Henry's campaign in 2020. Um, and just really was part of the grassroots movement, delivering signs, showing up to events, hosting events. And that's where I got plugged into the Libertarian Party of Indiana and was well into the District 2 rep position um, of Northern Indiana. So now I represent a few different counties, Kosciuszko, um, Marshall County, um, Elkhart County. Uh, it, I did have uh, LaPorte County up until the redistricting recently, and also St. Joseph County just uh, is newly affiliating. They're working on it. They have a temporary chair that is uh, really excited to get things going in that county. So I started there and got, you know, politically active and also found that to be a platform for um, activism. And I've, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, political parties are only for running candidates. Um, That is just not the case. And especially in the Libertarian Party, uh, we're doers, you know, and I do believe it that our party has two heads: the activist head and the, you know, the political head. And neither one really would exist without the other. Um, but uh, you know, we may not as libertarians be that successful yet um, in the political realm. But through activism, I mean, it's our bread and butter. Most most libertarians are involved in nonprofits, other organizations. They're already doing the things. Um, so, uh, basically, um, I hit the ground running from there. And, uh, I think the biggest event or biggest thing I've done so far was just in a small town of Bourbon, Indiana and protecting Suzanne Afolabi's rights to her property. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we actually won that battle recently. So, um, her house is almost to completion and she'll be moving in re- really soon. And it's really exciting.
0: Um, that was. And so... Such- that was such an incredible campaign and and i want to reflect on something that you had said because i think that it's worth repeating so you said you came mm-hmm. from a family that was very community oriented helping yes. one another and and being a part of that um i think that that's something that draws out like the 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 drive for us to care for our communities and then later on it was the discomfort it was the 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 inability to be able to to take care of yourself that really catapulted you into making a difference and making a change and and it breaks my heart to hear these stories but it also it's so incredible because that discomfort as bad as it is drove you to do big and beautiful things and that campaign that you you pushed uh i i apologize i forgot her name but i i want could you give us a recap on first of all, what happened to her, and then also how the state decided to respond in that circumstance, which drove you guys to be able to help her in her time of discomfort and catapult her to a better life as well.
2: Sure. Well, Suzanne Aflabi, um, grew, was born and raised in her family home in Bourbon, Indiana, and she had experienced a house fire um, earlier last year. And um instead of finding the community support in that time of need, you know, the community you know, stepping up and saying, what can we do for you, how can we help you, she found herself um, in a battle with the uh, city zoning board, because somebody had complained of the uh, the Four Seasons trailer that her insurance had given her to be placed on her property until her house was built. Um, this was during the pandemic; everything was backed up. They couldn't get the the property damage assessed. The house torn down. Everything had stalled. The insurance company wasn't paying out. It was pretty much stagnant, and she didn't know what to do. She didn't have help from the community. She didn't have help from insurance. So she turned to the news, um, and one news station came out and did a story about. On, on her situation and, and what's going on with the zoning board, interviewed the zoning board um, members who said that they were, would not grant a variance for her to stay on her property already. And then after that interview, they realized they couldn't just do that, that they had to hold a zone, zoning board meeting. Well, I had uh, come across the, the, the news article on Facebook because one of my morning rituals is kind of to troll my local news. I like to, you know, make liberty-minded comments in the section, give a libertarian take on things. But I also like to see who else is making libertarian takes on things or who else is angry. And and to use that, I always, uh, if they're in my community, if they're commenting on my, the local news, so I friend request them, or I send them an invite to the Libertarian Party of Elkhart County's page. You know, I just want to give more content to these people, show them that they're not alone. Um, but when I read that article, I was like, man, somebody's got to help this woman. And whenever you ask that question, like who's going to help, it usually is you. You know, you are going to help. You should help. If you have that feeling in you, then you should do something about it. And I didn't know what I could do, uh, but I wanted to do something. So I reached out to her personally and got the story. And I was like, listen, I've got a group of people who have committed to volunteering in the community. Uh, we call ourselves the Cool Kids County Coalition. It's just a group of libertarians who who sat at the kids table up there first annual uh, state convention and kind of just felt like kind of new and kind of like you know just not plugged in yet so we kind of like became that table and uh and just kind of joined forces since we were all up north in indiana we're like hey you know there's not many of us in our county affiliates so let's band together so there's more of us to do the things show up yeah. to each other's events do the volunteers together volunteering together and so um I contacted the county um, that she lived in, which was Marshall County, and I was like, "Hey guys, we got to do something." And luckily, luckily, they all stepped up and were totally willing. So we ended up hosting a rally and. Um, and it was great. We had some success. We had a state rep show up and support. We had great speakers. We had live music. We provided a sloppy Joe dinner for uh, by for donations to go to Suzanne because again, their house had burned down. They weren't getting any money. She was wor- working from home and less because of you know restrictions in fr- working at home, and um, so they were kind of strapped. So we wanted to kind of give them some support and to rally the community around them and. Um, Uh, we accomplished two things that day one uh, Suzanne had called up her uh, insurance rep and she's like I don't care who you need to talk to but we're holding a rally we're holding a protest we're going to fill the boardroom and we're going to name names and uh, the day of the rally she showed up just a brand new woman she was like when I had previously previously talked to her she was Basically broken and scared, and and worried about what what was going to happen to her, her husband, and her grandson who were living in this trailer and had nowhere else to go, um, and so. Uh, yeah, we held that ra- we held the rally, and uh, she showed up just totally f- like wind beneath her wings. She's like, "I I got a call from my insurance company; they're depositing a check in my bank account tonight, uh, and they dropped off the uh, equipment to bulldoze the the remains of the house to start uh, rebuilding that day."
0: That's amazing. So that
2: was yeah. That happened and we got community to support her. Uh, people were, you know, people showed up to the rally. They showed up to her doorstep with, you know, gifts and asking them, what can we do to help? And so, you know, she wasn't alone anymore and she felt like she, she could do it. And so uh, we did have the zoning board meeting. Uh, we did fill it with libertarians and uh, other liberty-minded people who stood and, and spoken Suzanne's, uh, defense. And uh, for the most part, the meeting, they made it feel like they were supportive. They asked the questions, we had the answers, and then they closed the public forum and then went after her. They went after her hard. Um, and so we had did a campaign through the Liberty Channels uh, to raise money and for a lawyer at, and you know also support and uh, a lot of people sent emails and letters to the city yeah. board and so they threw this stack i mean it was probably this thick onto the table just these are all threats we were threatened we we're afraid for our lives and you brought this upon this town you did this and the, again they did what they said they were going to do they denied the variance and um and so the next step was to take it in front of a, a county judge, and so we um, we asked uh, to we asked we funded three thousand dollars for her lawyer through uh, uh, you know Cajun and bootleg and um, Eskimo Libertarian, and uh, then Dadman picked it up for five dollar uh, the Liberty yep. Means five dollar charity club and raised pretty much the bulk of it in just a couple hours so we were able to hire car. a lawyer and um then it was just the waiting game and then we waited for a few months till she could be seen in front of the judge but we were okay with the waiting game because that just meant she could stay on her property yeah um so yeah you- so we're like we accomplished it anyway we could push this out and you could stay till your house is built so it was it, that was you know what we were trying to aim for but then she got in front of the judge in february and uh and the and He asked, you know, why can't she stay in this trailer? They're like, well, carbon monoxide. Well, isn't that Suzanne's problem? Is what the judge said to them, not the counties or not the cities? And they were like, well, what about her pipes freezing? He's like, wouldn't that be Suzanne's problem, not the cities? And so he ended up um, overturning their um, verdict or their uh, vote. And also, her lawyer gave a strong argument for a uh, biased board and as well as a illegal board because they did not have quorum to, to do that vote um, they were a uh, few members shy
1: and wow. we went into an executive meeting to make that decision yeah. too and it goes against Indiana state law and a number of other you know code protects those type of things from the local level up mm-hmm. and you have to have these type of things happen in a certain way in these public meetings mm-hmm. yeah. so
2: not only did Suzanne win her uh, case but they, the judge is calling the board back in to um, speak for themselves and what they've done to this woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, her battle's won, but she is continuing the battle for you know so this doesn't happen to anybody else. So this couldn't be a better outcome.
0: That's incredible. So you hit on. Roughly around seventeen thousand different amazing activist tips within that, so you you talked about outreach of looking out on within your community where you don't already have friends and you see people that may be aligned with with your values and you say, hey we're right there together let's let's figure out how we can work together to make a difference. You talked about coalition building of working with other entities that have um, you know, you talked about Cajun Libertarian, Eskimo Libertarian, Bootleg Libertarian. Why do they all have Libertarian in the name? Who knows? But um, <laughs> but you worked with those organizations. And, of course, Dad men over there at Liberty Memes $5 Charity Club. If you guys are, are on Facebook or if you guys are anywhere and you haven't joined the, the $5 Charity Club, $5 a month to donate to a great cause that's been vetted and, and checked out where you can be a part of these solutions of of changing somebody's life from their worst day of not knowing their future to now being able to go in front of a judge and the judge says this panel is just a bunch of crock first of all they're biased and and let's let's just get rid of this and and let you work towards being whole again um everything you said there was just as if you were like a seasoned professional doing this for seventy years, and and as you started off, you said you only started in twenty twenty. I'm I'm, yeah, so I'm s-
2: flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I learn as it. I go.
0: I love it. You you held all these rallies to raise support, raise awareness, receive donations. You guys gave a little, received a lot back. It's incredible. Um, but mm-hmm. will we haven't heard from you on your story? So you know, yeah. Where did and, you start well, off and? and uh how how do we get to to the wonderful activist that you are today
1: yeah it, it uh you know I, I too grew up around uh churches and other volunteer organizations and those type of things so i was exposed to that type of stuff early on and uh got involved in the military went off in the military and uh did some photojournalism work for the military for almost 10 years and transitioning out of that i started to get into the veterans realm um, and started to do communications for veterans issues, and then started to administrate and then started to advocate at the state level and uh, those coalition building things and you know uh, getting those organizations back together to try to get in line and try to work together to try to get a, a clear message across uh, to the legislators and other folks uh, was so important and uh, you know you just take those communication skills. And you apply them to that volunteer uh, sector, too. And, you know, working with volunteer organizations like the American Legion and, and administrating and, uh, organizations like that, you, you really get a, a, a great sense of uh, th- that organizational picture at a state level, too, that I was working at. And that's, you know, a lot of what we're doing is trying to reach down from the local level all the way up to the state level. Uh, That way we can create a network and and organize and have people in all of these different areas so we can uh, rely on them. And, you know, a lot of folks want to help. They just don't know how to help. And I think in a lot of ways with our experience that we have. Uh, we can really help people uh, get, get a message across and get organized and, and help advocacy and help activism and rallies and these type of things in the state. And we've really just been partnering with a lot of organizations uh, as Liberty Offense uh, now as a 501c4 in the state. Um, and working together on these initiatives that are are liberty-minded and like-minded in in the direction that we've been working so and not
2: political issues like they shouldn't be dividing us we should be working on you know issues that you know we the people support and uh, cannabis is just a, a great place to start with it because it's a humanitarian issue it's not a political issue it's not confined to one party or, you know, like here in Indiana, like the Democrats would love to just take that issue and run with it. That's their thing, not anybody else's. And that's just not the case. I know conservative Republicans here in Indiana who are for cannabis legalization. And we need to partner, you know, like we need as we need to be nonpartisan in this. We need to be the people in this and work together to do it. And uh, that's where we can affect change, especially in Indiana, where we have a uh, well, what Donald likes to call a super monopoly um, in our state house, uh, nothing's getting done. Nothing the people want is getting done. Cannabis yep. was passed up again this year, and eighty-three um, percent of is it well, it's mid-eighties now um, of percentage that people people want this. The people want it, mm-hmm. and you know, over three-fourths of the state have legalized it in some manner, you know, it's inevitable at this point, it has to pass, it has to come about. And um, so we just have to work together. And uh, I know that during this pandemic, it's tore down a lot of the um, organization that was in place before the pandemic, people kind of were excited and part of nonprofits and other organizations to get their issues pushed. And then it just kind of crumbled and the communication in the networking kind of just kind of fell apart. And so basically, we just want to help build those organizations back up. We want to give people the tools that they need um, to do the change in their community uh, on the, you know, down at the county, city, local level, um, and um, just to just to provide that um, that infrastructure and the, you know, the tools to do it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people they want to help. Like I said earlier, they just don't know how. And providing that uh, that way to organize with with the American Legion in some of these instances, or Indiana Normal, or, or both
2: at the same time. Or, yeah, both
1: at yeah. the same like time, like we did at the
2: four twenty event with Indiana Normal yeah. and uh, the American Legion and Libertarians, Democrats, and Republicans. We all had them there. We had. had all of the news, all of the press in Indianapolis there. We had Ryan Mears, the prosecuting attorney there. I mean, it was a huge thing for Indiana. I mean, really, it's like if you if you can't do it for, you know, for everybody, do it for the vets, you know, this is you know a viable option for medication for them, you know. Um, that doesn't harm them, and so, like you know, at least do it for the vets.
1: And, you know? and other things like the 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 medic, just medical freedom altogether. You know, we're trying to work with Indiana uh, organizations that focus on medical freedom, and mm-hmm. and it, it's the mandates, it's the vaccines, it's these other things too during the shutdowns that were unconstitutional, and we want to help challenge those, especially during while they're happening. Uh, and to be able to organize against us. So we saw the departments of health attack uh, restaurants and we saw, you know, a lot of families uh, get.
2: Vets uh, not get the care that they needed during, mm-hmm. during that time and die. Like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, just, it's harmed everybody and it doesn't need to happen ever again.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so to be able to work with as an organization to, to do that is, is very important, I think.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you guys kind of touched on it, that you guys are able to grab uncommon allies, people that, you know, we disagree on many subjects. I mean, we can go through economics and social issues and it's like Republicans and Democrats don't agree with us. That's fine. But mm-hmm. they agree with us on this issue. And so being yeah. able to reach out to them and have it through good messaging, you know, reach out to a Republican and say, do you support veterans? Yes. Well, veterans' mental health will be made immensely better veterans physical health will be made immensely better you know yada 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 22 veterans per day committing suicide don't you want to see that go to 21 i know we want to see zero but don't you want to make an impact and and see that go to 21 you could be yes. a part of this by joining in on this coalition yes
2: and and part of that's just you know uh creating literature for people to be able to hand out you know that's something we want to do on our website is just provide resources um, section where people can go in and, you know, get what they need and take it out there and do it now, you know?
1: So, so if you're focusing on jury nullification, you know, there's products and, 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 you know, palm cards and these type of things that we'll have available on there that are just reusable there, you know, they have a you know, branded Liberty offense, but anyone can use these for any initiatives that they do and, and, uh, emergency, uh, mandates and vaccine and medical freedom and cannabis. And there's so many different areas that, uh, you know, uh, that a lot of organizations are working in that we can partner and help organize.
0: And, and one thing that you guys have kind of touched on a little bit, um, but I want to, I want to make it abundantly clear people who want to help and don't know how to, when you find a group that needs help, you find out what you're good at and you, you pick up that shovel and you start digging. Like, it doesn't matter no. if, if you're a good writer writing up literature, it to somebody who's a good speaker and have them be like you know here's how i would say this differently you can work through that lens um if you if you've got good connections to go onto the radio maybe you don't feel like you're comfortable with speaking but you can introduce somebody who is good at speaking um if you you know if you've got if you love talking to people in congress and you've got good repertoire there that's somebody that you say, hey, look, you know, Libertarian Group XYZ is is trying to push this initiative. Let me go talk to my congressperson. Let me see if I can make an influence. Um, you could band people together like you were saying and, and l- write letters to your congresspeople. And have that big stack of things, and and maybe they won't see it as a threatening on their uh, a threat on their life, but they'll sit down, and they'll read these things. So there's so many different aspects, so many different ways that you can piece in to be a pivotal piece. But it's also about those supporters. If you're trying to yes. dig, if you're trying to dig a ditch, it's really it's a lot of work to do it with one shovel. It's a lot less work with twelve. So just jump in yes. there. Don't be afraid. Get connected with people and and make a difference. Um, And that's
2: why I'm so excited about Spike's You Are the Power Pack. Like, I'm really excited in in that it is our intent to work side by side with Spike in Indiana and, uh, you know, to have that umbrella of activists nationwide, putting in the work, you know, targeted direct action, especially as a, you know, as a party, we're not very big. Um, So it's really nice to be able to um, have this decentralized network. Of activists who can help you and and do the things. So I'm really excited about that. And we're just and the last time I ran into Spike, we had a good discussion. He's like, Liz, you're you're doing everything that I'm doing, but on the local level, you're doing you know exactly what you need to be doing. Keep it up. And I was like. Awesome. You know, just having the affirmation that, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it exactly the way it should be done. Um, but having him in support and, you know, helping me do the things and, you know, this pack coming about, I think it's going to do big things nationwide.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to, to see that you are the power take off and, and truly change. I mean, he's already flying around the country just to speak on his activism. Yeah. flying around the country sitting in front of county councils, city councils whatever council he can get in front of and he goes look you know i'm here talking to you as as a concerned citizen i'm here i you know here's the concerns here's the problem that you guys face don't worry if you don't make the right decision today we will be back and we will mm-hmm. we will multiply in that time um mm-hmm. he is he is doing you know amazing work out there just as you guys are doing there in indiana um it this is this is the way forward. This is how Liberty wins. And, and I want to take pages out. I'm waiting for you guys to write your autobiography already. Um, or get somebody to write your biography so that I can start. Yeah, somebody some else do it, please. I'm too busy. Yeah. Uh, but we need those so we can learn from you guys' blueprints on what you guys have been accomplishing uh, thus far. Yeah. And now,
2: that's the whole point to the thing is, you know, my real reason, like, you know, me and Will coming together was kind of like, what's the word? Because I can't even say it, but it's, it's, it's like, it was kind of like meant to be because like, you know, he's doing the thing and he's got the organizational knowledge. And like, I, I don't. So like, I come into that. I'm learning from that aspect, but.
1: Um, you've got a lot of communications experience too, that you bring to the table and you've got a lot of organizational stuff that you bring. And I think as a team, you know, and we're we're growing that too, and other other people to get involved in, in some of these sections and to focus on some of these uh the, these paired sections that we can help organize with. And
2: it's just the infrastructure, and the, you know, we're missing it on um, in the Libertarian Party itself. We're getting better at it, but it's that um, trans, it's taking that knowledge and being able to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on, despite leadership changes, despite you know parties. Succeeding or failing that that information needs to be available and so that's pretty much why uh, I really am all about liberty offenses is, is to be able to create create that infrastructure uh, show people how to set things up and to give them that support because really that's all they need. They want to do the thing just give them the support
1: so be proactive i mean that's the whole thing we're we're on the offense now we need to be able to get out there we need to be active we need to be seen and it's not only the legislative branch it's the executive branches it's the judicial branches it's these other folks that, that haven't been feeling so much pressure on some of these issues that really need to feel the pressure because they work for us 24-7. 20, they need to be responsible 24-7, and if folks aren't happy, uh, we need to be able to express that, and we need to be able to assemble and organize and give people a route to do that, uh, and that's exactly what we're trying to do.
0: That's, yes, that's incredible. So um, let me know when you guys get the biographies out uh so we can sell your blueprints and figure out how we can we can replicate this and of course we will follow Liberty Offense. Um I have the link in the chat for you guys libertyoffense.org. Um uh, make sure you guys check that out. Um get on board. There's so much good information in there about how you can take the offensive approach to make Liberty be in the forefront um there. Um but I wanna I wanna shift gears a little bit. So you guys are actively participating in a pretty big uh form of activism or activism i I, I don't know why i keep saying that uh pretty big form of activism and oftentimes we think of activism as just you know hop happy go lucky write a couple letters have a couple conversations and rebuilding people's lives but sometimes that means that we have to take a stand in the face of of some serious adversity and risk quite a bit um I probably should have asked you guys in the forefront if you guys are cool talking about this but I, I think that you guys are judged on uh we'll talk about this a little bit last time. So you guys are in a big case right now around medical or around cannabis and you're ongoing with a trial coming up. You want to you want to fill us in on on the stance on on everything so that we can know it's okay to to stand in the face of adversity.
1: Well, yeah, and and it's just a matter of exercising your rights to it's a, you know, and demanding the ability to have your be judged by your peers too, and to hear the evidence and decide that. And and here in the state of Indiana, uh, we have a constitutional right, uh, Article One, Section 19, that pretty much uh, leaves it up to the jury to decide the law and the facts of any kind of criminal uh, hearing. And, um, you know, I have. I currently have uh, misdemeanor cannabis possession charges right now. Uh, there's nothing special about my case. It's just like everyone else. You know, a lot of people get stopped for some reason, and they end up searching a vehicle because uh, they say, "Oh, we well we we smell cannabis." And now, you know, it's at the discretion of the officers, so they get to uh, to decide whether you give permission or not to search your vehicle. So if they if they discover something during that stop. Uh, you know that could be uh, considered or legal or suspected illegal uh, they'll you know put the charges on you for that Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of folks you know suffer because of that you know that they haven't done anything you know they're not endangering anyone they're not you know you know it's a
2: victimless crime yeah Yeah. Yeah. he was ticketed he was ticketed for the cannabis at at the time at the at this you know the scene Mm -hmm. and then let go he wasn't a threat to the community. They let him go. They just ticketed him and said, hey, "Show up for your court date." And uh, he was—he was offered multiple pleas. He's turned them down on principle um, because, you know, he's using it medicinally instead of opioids and benzos that would have killed him. Mm-hmm. You know, from his yeah. time in the military.
1: So yeah, the the, the government yeah. and the state—they're okay with me taking opioid pain medications for my chronic pain through the, through the pain management program at the VA or something like that. Um, but for me to be able to treat myself with a non lethal substance, uh, that's absolutely illegal here in the state of Indiana still, um, but, you know, 20 minutes north of where I was stopped, I wouldn't have been prosecuted for this because they had locally decriminalized, and um, the counties like this uh, and other counties, you know, they're they're raising revenue through these processes, and I think that a lot of uh, uh, folks don't realize how much money they're they're making and spending on enforcing this type of stuff and and even having these processes uh happen in their in the courtroom um, but Indiana you know we're spending three hundred and fifty million dollars a year fighting cannabis we're making twenty five thousand arrests a year uh for simple possession uh, throughout the counties and in a lot of counties that's a big revenue generator because a lot of folks will take these diversion or plea deals and they'll just pay a fee and they'll be done and um really we need to stop it uh, we yes. need to stop attacking our community for this uh, because it, it it isn't like alcohol it isn't like these other drugs um and for it to be treated you know uh, so harshly and not be a non-lethal and, and really a, a, it's really not severely psychoactive i've taken opioids i've taken benzodiazepines i've been drunk and cannabis doesn't have those effects okay and yet they want to pile it in the same pile and and make it as evil as can be uh, because it's it's a simple treatment
2: and they don't even believe it anymore like they know they know that cannabis isn't the devil's lettuce it isn't you know out there killing people it isn't doing anything but helping people and so they're even you know I think they're starting to feel it. Like, man, I don't want to enforce, you know, the, these laws anymore. I don't want to, you know, find somebody guilty, especially, you know, somebody who's a leader in their community and a great asset to their community. Um, but if we all just took a stand, if we all just said no more, no more plea deals, no, you know, take it, try, take it to a jury trial. Take it. You might, you might lose. He might lose. There's a big possibility that he'll lose, but. If we overwhelm the system, if we show that we're not going to do it anymore, if people start standing up together to do it, then change will happen. And it it can happen judiciously here in Indiana because we have our right explicitly stated in our state constitution uh, that jury nullification can happen, you know, uh, and good jurors nullify bad laws uh, and pushing that message. uh, Mm -hmm. it, It will go far. I think people are starting to understand it.
1: And last week, you know, I was standing with Marion County Prosecutor, who's the county north of here, you know, at a 420 event at American Legion Post 34, and we're talking about uh, cannabis and and veterans being able to use that as a treatment. And and that was one of the big drivers, you know, that made his decision that he's not going to prosecute two ounces or less of personal possession because he didn't have the resources and it just doesn't make sense to do that. And, you know, uh, to, to use common sense in some of this stuff and and go after the people who are really uh, causing the problems and who are really breaking the law and, and uh, hurting others.
0: Yeah, this is, this is incredible. So, you know, you're stick your neck out on this situation. You guys are now, you guys have through this time, right? You just left a pretrial and you guys had a rally there for this. No, no rally for today. Okay. Sorry about no that. No rally.
2: We ended up canceling it um, because we're taking a different um, okay. route. So, yeah. But, but.
0: But the you guys have raised the issue for a lot of people to be able to to not only have people that already support you be able to see this in your communities, but also to be able to to challenge kind of some of those people that may still be in that that thought process of it's the devil's lettuce. If you smoke it, you're going straight to hell. There's the you don't pass go. You don't collect two hundred dollars. instead the state collects it. Um, so you guys are you guys are taking a lot of steps throughout this process to really fundamentally challenge what is put in place and you guys have plenty of states to look at colorado um washington and i think we're up to like 17 states that have passed it recreationally so you guys have plenty of evidence out there to go what the hell are you doing indiana like get on board and let's let's see this change
2: and there's a lot of evidence when it comes to cannabis and veterans uh which is is funny um 83 percent of veterans uh are for legalization 83%. 83%. And veterans report a higher usage of cannabis than regular the regular population. Um, and I think it's it's funny that they know this, but it's just because veterans are honest with their doctors at the VA. They tell them, hey, I use cannabis. Uh, uh, i i mean at this 420 event we talked to a gentleman who you know was kicked out of his opioid program with from his va doctor because he tested positive for cannabis cannabis and he said good i don't want them that's why i'm, I'm using cannabis yeah. and so like, if, if if anything let's do it for the vets you know like they went over they they've protected our rights they've you know served for us like why shouldn't they be able to use cannabis so um, hitting, you know, hitting the messaging on that route in a conservative area uh, will go miles farther than keeping it as a Democrat issue and, you know, only reaching out to that small population that, you know, really are just as di- disenfranchised as libertarians in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have no power either. So we need to start working together and messaging correctly uh, to get things done.
1: And that's a non partisan issue.
0: That right there, what you just talked about, is uh, I get to plug myself, so I'm happy about this. Uh, If you guys go back a couple weeks, I did sit down with Steve Dossbach and we talked about the Bransberger pivot and other communication skills that we can use in order to communicate the same message to Democrats as well as Republicans. It's worded a little bit differently, but it's going to resonate with them so much that they go, I can't support continuing criminalizing marijuana because I support the veteran community. So exactly what Liz is saying there. I would encourage you guys all to check that out as you guys are looking to become more effective in your activism as you guys take these steps into it um, so you guys could be more like Liz and Will here. Um, Because that's how we're going to grow our numbers. That's how we're going to change the conversation
1: we want to take our knowledge and we want to share it. We don't want to hoard that knowledge. We want to, we don't want to reinvent the wheel every single time uh, that we have to, you know, get things off the ground and move it in a certain direction. So we really need to, to for a, an organization like ours to really bring things together right now, especially with the assembly issues we've had over the last couple of years with the restrictions and mandates and those type of things. And, um, it's just been phenomenal the, the the response from everyone when they hear about this type of organization that we're taking the offense we're going to be proactive and be out there not just be defensive and you know that that's also includes thing, I mean I've been involved with exposing fraud waste and abuse. I've learned a lot through that process that I can share with someone who's going through that same type of thing. So we want to be able to, to not only I mean, we share all of this knowledge that we have uh, with other people to help provide them uh, with a with a way forward that they can really, you know. Yeah.
2: And learn. if you have the knowledge for uh, that we don't, please share it with us. Yes. I would love it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it. it you, you spoke on that earlier of like sharing your experience and sharing your wisdom with others. And you don't have to be a coalition leader. You don't have to be an organization to be able to help out each other only through those things of sharing your knowledge and, and allowing it for everyone to have their comparative advantages shine. Can we truly make the Liberty, you know, take it from a Liberty offense and finally winning. And then now we could just sit back and just wait for others to try to come at it. Um, I, I, I see what you guys are doing. I love it so much. Uh, we're coming up about 10 minutes left. So I wanna give you both like a, a quick like three or four minute uh wrap-up if you guys got anything last you guys would like to cover.
1: Um
2: well we've got a few events coming up, um uh, not specifically Liberty offense, but uh let's see. Uh, May first is the National Liberty Day of Service, and I highly recommend that everybody get out there and do something in their community, show up in their community, um, and and build those relationships. Uh, Our district is just, we've picked a roadside that we're going to pick up trash in, Um, so just getting out there and being present. Uh, I know on the 7th of this month, we're partnering with uh, with uh, the LPIN in Morgan County to learn how to canvas door-to-door. Uh, we're doing this as a state party to, you know, give us the tools for, it is campaign season, so we all have to be political, whether we want to be or not. So um, that'll be great, you know, to get over the nerves of talking to random strangers at the doorstep. Uh, is a big thing, just a big hurdle, and so I think uh, that'll be really great for Indiana. Also, Indiana, the LPIN has an amazing program in place at this time called uh, Service Saturdays. Last year, we called it, um, what was it called? Super Saturdays, but we changed it to Service Saturdays just to be more clear on what they are, but every month, the second Saturday of the month, um, in every district, there is a volunteer event. And so you can look for those on the LPIN uh, Facebook page and website. Uh, but uh, our our district district 2's is June eleventh, and we are going to be donating our time to a local um, animal rescue in our in our areas. So um, I just I just really. Want everybody to just get out there and do the thing. If you're just one person, find something that one person can do and do it. Um, just go over to People for Liberty, uh, Liberty Day, National Liberty Day of Service. They have a site that you can register um, your event and attract volunteers in your area and show people that we were all out there doing it. Last year, it was a grassroots effort uh, started by Letters Speak, and uh, it was amazing. A lot of us did it. So just take, just take a little bit of time and highlight it because we need to be seen doing the things. Um, just, I mean, I, I know as libertarians, we're all volunteering and all doing things, but we're not really highlighting it because it, it seems like it's like, oh, we're doing the things and, you know, you know, look at us doing things, but it's not that it's showing the community that we can do the things that, you know, we can be a community again, because we've lost that and we need to bring it back. People need to be helping people um, and relying less on the government and this is the way to do it this is the way you how do i put it i always take everybody's little hashtags and put it together oh do the thing uh this is the way you are the power
0: i love it i live by those three (laughs) and and something you said there i want to i want to touch on that real quick you you talked about going out there and and helping your community people don't care what you know until they know that you care yes so when you're yes. out there and you care for your community they know that you have your their best interests at heart with this it will open up so mm-hmm. many more conversations and just coming out there with with straight facts and statistics they're like you don't care you don't you know we have to show that we care but well i, I want to mm-hmm. give you the floor as well and
1: and those of us you know everybody has a voice everybody has something to say but putting that into action is the most important thing you can do as a volunteer or uh, involved with an organization. So really, like Liz said, you've got to get out there. You've got to get active. You've got to make these connections. you've, You've got to reach out. And really put yourself out there because you're not going to expand who you are and what you're doing unless you get into an uncomfortable area and start to expand yourself. You know, a tree uh, in the in a biodome is going to fall over without some resistance. And that's why the wind and, and these resistance and, and you pick up these skills and you become a more active organizer. You become a more right. active volunteer in, in your area because you've, you, you're getting this experience uh, hands on and, and you've got to get out there to get the experience and definitely want to encourage people to to just get involved and, and you know be part of what's happening in your community no matter what it is uh, always you know try to get involved and be active out there and that's why you know liberty offense we want to continue working with organizations we want to encourage organizations to reach out to us if they have initiative or a nonpartisan organization uh, you know constitutional if it has to do with fraud waste and abuse exposing corruption it doesn't matter we're going to try to work with you and and whatever initiatives that you got. And, um, you know, we're just going to try to grow that and keep trying to push that and and push the libertarian message and and all of these uh, like-minded liberty uh, issues.
0: That's, it's incredible what you guys are doing. I, 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 I'm so excited to see Indiana be like the state, right? A lot of people talk about like we already Texas are. Is we're the
2: we're the best affiliate in the
1: nation.
0: Oh, oh, for sure. But I want I want the state itself to be like when people stayed. look at Texas or you know or Florida, like where everyone's like, damn, Indiana is stealing my population from South Carolina, yeah. California, wherever. I I'm looking forward to seeing you guys' success on on cannabis as well as everything else that is uh, that has to do with Liberty. I know you guys are breaking down those barriers for people and and changing lives. And you guys are giving us such inspiration that even people here in South Carolina in the deep, deep red state that we can, we can go out there. We can petition, we can make changes. And I want to say just from Brian Scott Lambrick in the comment section saying door to door campaigning off of Liz's comment, door to door campaigning and petitioning for ballot access are two of the best ways to engage the community and be involved. Mm -hmm. He loves it. Um, So, And,
1: and you'll yeah. grow thick skin very quickly doing yes. those things, too.
0: Yes. You will run into partisan people that, uh, you know, Republican or nothing or Democrat or nothing. You'll run into people. Sometimes when it comes to communication skills, one of the first things you'll learn is if you lead with, hi, I'm a libertarian, that shuts down the conversation immediately. Hey, do you support veterans? Now you've got them in the conversation. Yeah. They're engaged and they mm-hmm. want to support you. So there's so many things that you guys can learn about that as you guys are building up those thick skins and uh, don't be afraid to get out there. Um, but I, I want to say thank you guys so much for, for coming on today. You guys incredibly busy as always, but you guys took the time. So I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me.
2: Well, I just really appreciate everything you're doing, Jason. Like, your podcast is great. And, you know, you're getting out there and, and showing people the way. And, you know, this is outside of my comfort zone. Like, I'm not a fan of the spotlight. I'm not a fan of podcasts, like, being on podcasts. I like being in the comments. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm i putting myself out there. And I, I hope other people do, too.
0: We appreciate yes, it. Jason. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. And uh, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. And then I will see you guys here in a couple minutes what a conversation that was i mean just liz saying she's only been here for for two years and just being a wealth of knowledge will of course being that principled activist using the constitution using the infrastructure of everything out there it they are so incredibly different in the way that they attacked activism but yet they both are incredibly effective. That means that you guys, as you guys are looking at yourself, don't worry about that imposter syndrome. Push that away. You guys have a path forward to make a difference. You guys can make a difference in your communities. Just listen to to those two, and you guys will see a much brighter community as a result of just stepping out there, picking up the shovel, and start digging. That ditch will be dug up in no time. Join in with your communities. Find out other liberty organizations, find your libertarian party, find activists in your area, find those coalitions that align with you on something and say, "I want to volunteer to help you guys on this issue." I don't want I don't care about the rest of the stuff. Leave me alone on that stuff I disagree there, but on the stuff we agree on, I'm willing to 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 help out. There are so many ways that we can be activists that it doesn't have to be for one group or another group, but if it's on the issues, if it's on the policy, we can make a difference. And so I hope that you guys got that big takeaway from today. I love you guys all. I appreciate you guys all. But if you guys want to keep on tuning in for more muddy content, of course you can tune in this Tuesday night. You'll see spike Cohen and Matt, Wright Cover, uh, muddy waters of freedom where they're going to traverse the, uh, current events and wade through the muck. And trust me, if you guys have not been seeing the current events from this week, there is plenty of it. I'm sure they're going to be talking about the ministry of truth. If you guys, uh understand that reference um but then wednesday night of course spike cohen with my fellow americans and thursday night the writer's block with matt wright it's gonna be great and then we'll be back here friday 2 p.m eastern for another wonderful episode of mr america the beard of truth and with that guys i hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you guys next week take care be well keep up the good fight